The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. The rules of personal finance desperately need an update, especially in the time of gonzo capitalism, the money revolution, peak marketplace, and so on. I believe we need to think differently. And I think you need to position yourself for the world of the future, not the past. Good morning, friends. I'm Michael Kovnett. It's Monday here at the Next Big Idea Club Daily, and maybe it's Monday where you are too. In any case, it's a new day, and we've got a fresh batch of big ideas for you. Ideas from the latest and best nonfiction. Ideas that can boost your intelligence, your communication skills, your creativity, your productivity, even your income. And it's your income we're going to focus on today. Specifically, how can you make more money? How can you achieve financial independence in an economy that, frankly, doesn't make sense to a lot of us? In a world where YouTubers are multimillionaires and people pay real money for digital objects, are you a sucker for grinding away at a 9-to-5 job? Maybe so, according to author Chris Gillibo. Chris has been helping people with creative, unexpected career advice for years in books like The $100 Startup and The Happiness of Pursuit and his podcast Side Hustle School. Today, he joins us with some big ideas from his latest book, Gonzo Capitalism, How to Make Money in an Economy that Hates You. We are living in the age of peak marketplace. Peak marketplace. What do I mean by that? Well, every skill, talent, hobby, or source of knowledge can now be monetized. Decentralized platforms allow you to go to market immediately without banks or other gatekeepers. And just to tell you one of my favorite stories in the book, it's about an Australian guy named Jakey Bohm. Now, Jakey works the night shift, but he actually tries to sleep through it. It's kind of a weird thing. Specifically, Jakey earns a lot of money, up to $50,000 a month, as a sleepfluencer. Sleepfluencer, like an influencer, but sleeping. So he gets paid to quote-unquote sleep through the night while streaming on TikTok. And viewers can pay to wake him up with all sorts of loud noises and disturbances. He does this eight hours a day, and you probably think it sounds crazy, what actually is crazy, but keep in mind, he could always sleep another eight hours a day and keep earning that income. So this is just one of the many stories of Peak Marketplace. It's a recurring theme throughout the book. It's never been like this, uh, and I think that's exciting. You can now obtain direct investment for your ideas, or another way to say it is ideas have currency. So in my work for a long time now, I've always tried to stress the role of individuals as opposed to companies or startups or groups. And I've also tried to provide an alternative to the traditional startup model of seeking investment, uh, because a lot of business ideas don't require any investment at all. And that's still true. But what's different is that if you are seeking outside investment, you don't need to go to the bank with your hat in hand, or you don't even need to go on Shark Tank. Uh, so a couple of examples here. In the book, I tell the story of Alex Mazmesh. He's a, a young guy from France who wanted to move to San Francisco. And he wasn't famous. He wasn't that known. But he received more than $20,000 from direct investors in exchange for a share of his future profits. Now, this practice has been happening with professional athletes for a while or musicians who sell a percentage of their catalog. But what's new, what's new and different and exciting is that ordinary people can now do this. So I also told the story of Laura Mayer, 
who was employee number one at a big podcast studio in its early days, but then grew disillusioned as she missed out on the equity that many of her colleagues received. She thought that was unfair, so she started a show of her own titled Shameless Acquisition Target, which actually led to her getting a new job and also a book deal. It's a pretty crazy story. And something I heard during the research for the book that stayed with me ever since, I heard this quote, it's easier to get money for your idea now than it is to find good ideas to invest in. So it's better to be that person with the idea who might need some money to get it started than to be the investor, uh, just because there are so many opportunities. So the tables have turned, ideas have currency. The rules of personal finance desperately need an update. Now, over the years, the personal finance industry, I do think it is a real industry, it has changed very little, uh, which has been frustrating. And what happens is that a few people usually come along with a, a new book or a new perspective, they're offering stylistic updates, but they're usually saying mostly the same things as everyone else. And I think this is not only frustrating, it's also misleading, because the stock market, for example, hasn't been around that long. So when people talk about historical data, they're actually referring to a short time period in which there's no guarantee that things will just continue the way they have before. Especially in the time of gonzo capitalism, the money revolution, peak marketplace, and so on, I believe we need to think differently. And I think you need to position yourself for the world of the future, not the past. So in the book, I offer a number of contrarian suggestions that will no doubt be popular with some people and controversial with others, and that's okay. For example, I encourage you to buy what makes you happy, like buy stuff and experiences. You don't have to downsize to a, a set number of items. You don't have to be a complete minimalist if that doesn't make you happy. In fact, you're not a bad person if you want to buy a new couch, uh, which is kind of you know, revelatory for some people, but it's because there's so much rhetoric about buying experiences and not stuff these days. And again, I think you should do what makes you happy. Number two, I think you should worry less about debt. Uh, and this is something that my perspective has changed on in recent years, just seeing how governments and big companies don't seem to worry about debt. A lot of them have permanent debt. Uh, so why shouldn't you? Or why should you at least perhaps worry less about it? Uh, and then third, learn to take asymmetrical risks. An asymmetrical risk is where the upside if something goes well is much greater than the downside if it doesn't. And you can actually structure your life around taking asymmetrical risks. It's a lot of fun. And like I said, if something doesn't work out, well, that's okay, right? Because you're going to try something new and take a different approach. So as I said, not all these suggestions are going to be for everyone, especially when it comes to the new rules of money. But I really want to help people think differently and just kind of consider, like, what can I do right now to improve my situation? How can I adapt to this new world and, in fact, build the world that I want? Like, what's the world that you want to see for yourself? And, and what can you do to, to get closer to that? So that, for me, is what it's all about, uh, just helping all of us, including me, understand that we can do something good for ourselves and help others at the same time. Thank you, Chris. If this podcasting thing doesn't work out, I'm definitely going to look into becoming a sleepfluencer. That sounds like a pretty good deal. But if the present day economy feels a little too crazy for you, tune in tomorrow when we're gonna go back in time for some wisdom that's downright prehistoric. We'll hear from Jessica Carew Craft, author of the new book, Why We Need to Be Wild, One Woman's Quest for Ancient Human Answers to 21st Century Problems. Jessica will offer us some big ideas from our hunter-gatherer ancestors who apparently were very happy and healthy despite being much less online than we are. If you like what you're hearing on the Next Big Idea Daily, why not become a member of the Next Big Idea Club? 
Here's the deal. Our curators, Adam Grant, Susan Cain, Dan Pink, and Malcolm Gladwell, they pour through the hundreds of books they collectively come across every year, and they pick out the cream of the crop. We send you those books, the ones that our curators think are the best, most interesting ones, in a box that comes right to your door. If you're interested or know someone who might be, go to nextbigideaclub.com and to get a special discount, use the code DAILY. I'm Michael Kovnett. See you tomorrow.